This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you. Whoever is watching this warning television program, also warning radio if you're listening to it or shortwave or on social media, welcome. I wrote an article that went out saying it's now time. What does that mean? That means our nation is in crisis. We have bad leadership. Lawlessness is everywhere. They're, they're destroying the economy. It is now time to save America before we go beyond the point of no return. When literally we're bankrupt and our enemies attack us. It is now time. I have with me today a sergeant, Snohomish County Sheriff's Department. Previously, he's also been in the Marines, and he's running for Washington State Senate. That's the state of Washington. Both U.S. Congress as well as our state capitals, we need good leadership. In Washington State, our leadership, frankly, is horrible. The people in Washington are suffering immensely. Gas prices are the highest in the nation. Crime is surging out of control. People are moving out of different cities like Seattle. It's now time. Bernard Moody, again, a sergeant. He actually spoke in my chapel at World Ministries International. Strong man of faith. Sergeant Moody, welcome back to the warning program. Thank you, sir. You've been on my radio program. You've been in my chapel speaking. Now you're in my television program. Frankly, I told you that you must have favor because <laughs> I've never given a candidate or, or an incumbent three times. Um, but I'll tell you what. I've talked to you personally. I like you very much. I like your faith. And uh, I want you to tell our people watching right now and listening a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for the triple blessings that you've given me. I definitely feel that uh, the Lord has opened up some doors of opportunity. Um, as I wrote in my uh, intro on my website, you know, a lot of people would think that I, I might have come from a disadvantaged background and you know, I didn't have a father. You know, my, my mom was really young when I was born. And, um, and she lived in a time where, you know, racial divide was, was pretty intense back in the 60s, or 59, 60. And, um, and she was a white lady, and uh, she was only 14 years old. Had, a <clears throat> birth, had my father, uh, from a former a Marine himself, uh, probably at least six or seven years older than her, at least. And so by today's standards, that would have been defined as a child molester. And uh, so as so soon as he found out that she was pregnant, you know, denied any relationship with her and just left her to flounder. Unfortunately, he uh, got in trouble back in those days. If you broke your promise, they even had the term called uh, breach of promise. If you uh, engaged yourself to some young lady and you didn't follow through with it, you could actually get in trouble for it. Wow. Wow. And uh, so he was in the military, so he got in trouble. 
And so she proved that they had a relationship and, um, and that they, you know, more likelihood back in there, they didn't have the advanced technologies we got today with blood tests and all that stuff, but um, at least not available to the, the general public. But um, I grew up in that type of home, that type of environment. I grew up in a world where I was taught to, you know, because I was black or because I wasn't Caucasian, um, that, you know, um, you know, I'm less than or, you know, everyone hated me. And, um, and, you know, and I always had this heart where it's like, you know, I, I, want, I, I sought that approval, I sought some, some type of connection, couldn't find it. So, you know, I, I look forward in things. And uh, at a very young age, we're talking like 10 years old, you know, I'm getting involved with, um, you know, things that uh, some people today would call the occult, you know, it was like horoscopes and, you know, I was very fascinated with science fiction and, you know, I loved Star Trek and, you know, I always wanted to, you know, uh, travel away from the planet. And, um, but, you know, those, those hungers kind of kept me in a place where I was able to um, seek something outside of myself. And, and that was for me, you know, I think the, you know, the, the hunger that the Lord put in me, you know, to find him. Because I, I, I remember as a young child, I always had that feeling like I wasn't, uh, um, I'm not home in that wherever it was that I was at, it, it just like, this is not home. I mean, and where am I supposed to be? And, um, and it wasn't until I actually uh, I came to it, that personal um, commitment of faith with Jesus Christ and learned that he was my Savior and that um, I needed a Savior first and then that he was already working to prepare that path. And then when I just simply asked him to do that, I started to find out that, you know what, I'm, I feel at home now. And, um, and so I took that, that hunger and joined the military, and the military at the age of 17 really in, gave me the, the grounding and the foundation that I really needed, that I didn't have as a father or from a father. And, um, and quite honestly, my mom and her sisters um, and brother really didn't think I was going to make it. And, um, but, you know, I, I ended up completing my service. My, my, I actually stayed in almost five years and, um, and had to delay entry thing. And, you know, from there, and I got into a relationship, got married, got, uh, had a child. And uh, I knew that my passion was I wanted to do for my child what my dad didn't do for me. And so I started to develop this work ethic of where I wanted to make where I was better because I was there. I wanted to reach out to those that were, you know, rejected and to those that didn't have um, that acceptance that I know. And I always, ha- always made friends with the guys that would be considered the oddball or, you know, the one that was just left out or known, out of the circle, out of the group. And uh, so I'd, I'd always befriend them. So it was kind of funny because I was like, you know, six foot tall and I'd always hang out with these guys that were like, you know, four foot something or another. And, and <laughs> I was, it was really a Laurel and Hardy type of, um, of, of setup. But, you know, I, I found from there there was a compassion that I had in my heart for others at a very young age. Um, I didn't realize that the desire that I had to want to be accepted was something that I found that many people in the world have also. And so I started to just, you know, reach out to those and started to be friends to them. You know, the scripture says anyone, anyone that wishes to be a friend must, or anyone wishes to be friendly should have, be friendly. And if you want a friend, be a friend. And, um, and so I, I was that. Um, I joined the military and got out, and then I got into um, uh, the, the correctional field working in the prisons, and I started to learn that people 
just because they're broken or they had a hard time or they went through a difficulty does not mean they're worthless and doesn't mean we need to throw them away. And I identified with, you know, being that class of throw away. And so um, so that's what started my passion for being able to uh, help others. And um, and then I found that, you know, serving in the military, serving in, in the prison system. And then I moved over here to uh, Snohomish County, where I got a job with the Snohomish County Corrections. And I started to uh, work. And I remember the scripture, Psalms 91 is my life verse. And I love the whole psalm, but just that one verse in it says, Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the, re- the reward of the wicked. And then I realized that, you know what, hey, I am... Only with my eyes, I'm beholding the reward of the wicked. Yes. And I started to reach out and started to use that as a man. I believe that our vocation is a ministry. You don't have to just go to Africa to be a missionary. You can be a missionary to your next door neighbor. And um, so and we should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I just started to have that heart. And so I just started to serve. I wanted to make where I was better because I was there. And I wanted to whatever it was that needed to be improved. That was where I, I felt that we needed to work. And so um, right now we're living in a time where uh, truth is just, uh, it, it, it's, it's almost like the scripture says in the end days, the, you know, good will be evil and evil will be good because <clears throat> you can have any weird evil perversion that you might want and you can now declare it. Um, and and then everyone in the world is supposed to bow down and 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 be a part of your hallucination, you know. In, in other words, and so I, I see that you know we we have a, a a place for truth that needs to be in our political arena. A lot of people keep saying that you know the church doesn't need to be involved in in politics, but I dare say that politics came from the church. Our laws, our constitutions came from the Judeo-Christian ethics that, that, that based our country and started us on the right path. You're right. And it was because good men stepped down, turned off that light, that darkness was able to come in. Well, originally, if you wanted to run and be a politician, 11 out of the 13 colonies, you had to say Jesus Christ was your Lord, your Savior, and your God and the Bible was used in the courts mm-hmm. for morality, justice, and ethics. Yes, definitely. Uh, our background, our history, in fact, uh, even they asserted different leaders that uh, this nation was a Christian nation and it had to elect Christian leaders. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And so you're right. The, the, the bonding, the moral fabric, uh, when, when we get back to that reality and don't throw away uh, the reality of, of the morality and values of God, we will succeed. And, and I think that's why you're running again. Uh, Washington State has got way away from the reality of God. We have bad leadership in Olympia that is frankly making this nation and, and this state, let's say, this state fall apart. Mm-hmm. Is that why you were running? Yes. Well, originally back in 2020, um, I got a, I got a, I got a call, literally a phone call, and uh, somebody asked if I would be willing to run um, in in a race that didn't have the current person that was appointed to that seat, didn't have anyone challenging. And um, and so uh, my friend just knew that because I had these conservative values, and I was a minority, 
and I was in law enforcement. And, you know, I was articulate enough to be able to, you know, get my point across. It thought I was the perfect fit. And uh, so it introduced me to a council member. They got me pointed in the right direction. And uh, so I, I joined, found some people that came alongside, gave me some, uh, some support. And, um, and, the, and the thing that I've learned is the people that I've met, <clears throat> that my desire is just to try to maintain what we got so we can pull a few from the fire. Um, you know, I, I really hate to say it, but, you know, um, the end of the book says that there's going to be some bad times coming for us. That's right. Us. That's right. You know, and, um, and the only thing that I think we need to do now is to save as many as we can, to be the light as to as many as we can, and to be able to bring them into a place of revelation. Um, I was talking to a, a lady in the gym who knew that I'm running for office and she says, well, you know, you're a nice guy, but I just can't vote for you. And I'm like, well, then how come? And then so we start talking about some reasons why. And, you know, of course, the abortion issue was was one of them. And and I told her, I said, you know, I dare say I'm more pro-choice than you are. And, um, and then she kind of paused a little bit. And I, and I told her why. I says, in order to choose, in order to have a choice, in order to be pro, you know, pro-choice, you have to be able to have an opportunity to do something different. So right now, if we listen to the, you know, the people that are so-called pro-choice, they, all they want to do is kill their babies. That's all they want to do. And yeah. they call it their woman's rights, yeah. a woman's right to, to do that. And I keep saying, well, then where's the choice? You know, and um, so she wanted to bring up some, she made some comment that I, I knew that was just a talking point in the, in the media. And I told her, I said, well, what is it that we want to do? Do we want to have less abortions or more? And of course, they would probably say, well, yes, absolutely less. Then I'm like, well, then let's try to figure out how we can prevent the pregnancy. Why aren't we talking, why have we taken sex and made it so cheap, or so much of a thrill? It's kind of like a, you know, the, 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 the what do you call it, the, uh, the cap of a good night, you know, a good time out on the, on the town. You know, pain in the town where it always would end up with getting lucky. And I'm like, well, that's cheapening the value of what the intimacy of two fleshes becoming one was all about. And then that child that would be produced from a comic, you know, from that uh, that relationship would be the the physical bond of that love expressed. And so, you know, she started to realize that, yeah, that was, you know, that that would be make that would make more sense. And then so that's what I, I, I really would would stress the message that, you know, right now the other side is, you know, screaming about how if conservatives get into office that, you know, we're going to bring back slavery. You know, I mean, that's not what they're saying, but that's their stress, you know, their emotional stress. So I just sit there and try to tell people, I says, you know, what? no, we need to choose life because in choosing life, we will find the ability to live. And we are creating a culture of death. You know, we celebrate Halloween, which I dare say I call it, should call it Halloween, you know, because it's nothing but hell. It's the glorification of death, the glorification of horror, the glor you know, the, the thrill of being scared. Well, I can tell you something, the spirit of fear is not something that you really want to have a hold of you. And right now, I believe our country, and I dare say our world, is in that grip of fear. They just think that if they go outside, they're going to die. They're going to, if they get too close to people, they're going to die. And that, that's not the truth. You know, God has created us to be interactive with one another. 
And he wants us to have that, that ability to be able to love and to be able to enjoy and to be able to see the things that he's created for us to be able to behold and enjoy. And the, the intimate relationship that we would have between a couple is being just bastardized because every form of, you know, diversion, perversion and diversion is, is just being celebrated. As if, you know, now they dare say, you know, two men can, or a man can be pregnant. And I'm like, I know what they mean, that there is a person who is choosing to be man, but is a biological woman. And she will get pregnant. And of course, then it would be like, you know, a man being pregnant. But I'm like, no, you're still a woman. You have ovaries, you have a womb, you know, and it takes the same interaction in order to create that life. And so it just seems like we're being attacked from every angle. Well, like you said from the beginning, uh, this world is turned upside down and insanity seems to be the rule of the day. As I interview one person after another, uh, they, they, they want to put, they want to get into the battle so they can bring sanity back. They're, they're people of faith. They realize that uh, four sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent and dividing the land of Israel. They understand this is a direct attack on God himself. And when you remove God, you're subject, as, as, you, as you stated, to demonic forces, mm -hmm. to evil men that persecute the righteous. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are in a desperate need nationally and through the states to put good men and women that understand who God is, have faith in their creator, and so we can get back where God blesses us and we don't fall under the science of judgment with evil men persecuting us. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, Jay Inslee of the state of Washington cooperating with Biden, they're destroying the nation, they're destroying every state that cooperates with that insanity, trying to topple the republic and bring communism on us. Mm -hmm. You're a sergeant. My background is law enforcement. I was also in the sheriff's department, a sniper. I understand exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. And good men and women are concerned and that's why a lot of righteous men and women like yourself, I've interviewed a lot of people that are in the sheriff's department, different agencies, mm -hmm. police department that are running right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the they, sheriff himself. Yes, because <laughs> they understand it's now time. It is. It is now time. It is. Sergeant Moody, continue. Wake up because now is the time. And if we sleep this time, we're not going to have the ability to choose or to get out of it again. Because once you get this, there's a saying that you can only vote socialism in once. And once it gets in, it entrenches itself into everything and it keeps itself in power. And it does everything that's not, I say this often, that conservatives tend to have a line that they will not cross. You know, there's a morale, there's a moral um, a line that they will not, you know, break. However, the left are atheistic, so therefore they don't have any accountability to God, so therefore there is no right and wrong to them. And then it's all about what they feel like. You know, if they feel like a woman today, then they want to be a woman. If they feel like they you know, want to go out and destroy some monuments, then everything seems to be okay because they want to use the right for free speech when they want to use it for their intent to tear down something. And, uh, but that's not what the right of speech free speech was all about and or the second amendment the right to bear arms well the right to bear arms was so that you can keep yourself protected from the government 
not from your neighbor, so to speak, but from the government itself. So that government cannot do to you what they were doing back in the 1700s. That's exactly right. The right to bear arms is not to go squirrel hunting. That's right. Or deer hunting. That's right. It's to protect yourself from a tyrannical government because that's how we had our freedom. We came under tyranny once. We broke away from that type of rulership and we said never again. That's right. We the people. We the people. Uh, you know, I like what you got here. I want to make the system work for the people I serve. That's Defend right. the innocent. Stand up for the righteous. Promote the common good. Right. I mean, I, I looked at this, what you've got. It, this is good, Bernard. And uh, why don't you tell them again what exactly position you're running for? Well, <clears throat> I'm running for state senate, which is District 38. And I do have an opponent. She's been in office. She got appointed last um, to fulfill the un unfulfilled portion of uh, the Senate seat where the previous senator stepped down for health reasons. And so now this is the first full-time four-year four -year run. And, um, and right now we've had an opportunity to, to see what she was going to be doing. She voted for all the things that now have made our communities unsafe. She backed Inslee's plan for him to have his emergency powers. And even when there was an opportunity for them, the legislators, to rein in some of his powers, she voted with the Democratic Party in order for him to keep it. And today, we are still, the state of Washington is still under that mandate. And so I say that we need to break away from looking to man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put our confidence in man because our confidence in man is going to lead us into a man controlled. So we have to have the freedom that God intended us to have. And that freedom comes from choice. And so therefore, I am asking that people would choose to get us back to the right side of thinking, to get us back on the right track to get us back to the common sense belief and or actions of running our government that will benefit the people, not making the government so big and so encompassing that everyone depends on it. So that's what the, the, the political powers that are in office now are trying to do. They're trying to create the opportunities for us to depend on them for every and anything and so that they can control us. And every time some, when man controls man, it never ends well. We have to have the theocracy that there is a God that directs the hearts of man to have goodwill towards each other. And all we got to do is just love one another. Why are we legislating righteousness? And that's what, unfortunately, that seems like we have to do. And I would want to and I want to go into office to represent not only those who vote for me, but those who also didn't vote for me, because I truly believe that we have more in common than what would separate us. I believe if we can find the few things that we can agree upon, fix them like safety, safe communities. Everyone wants to be able to go to the park and enjoy a nice evening in the park without having to worry about their children stepping on hypodermic needles that drug addicts were using. Giving drugs to drug addicts will only make them more addicted and eventually kill them. So that leads us in the wrong direction. We don't need that. We need to have leaders that are willing to say, hey, let's find the things that are good for our common good and move them forward. It's OK to be, a, you know, this this two there's our railroad track has two rails. 
And so that keeps the, the train on track. So I believe that it's good that we have a, you know, a left and a right, so to speak, because we learn from each other. We find out how we can live in an existence where we can move our lives forward for the betterment of humankind. Well, the difference of opinion was supposed to be where we could debate properly with respect. But uh, the old Democratic Party is gone. John F. Kennedy would not be a Democrat because it's pure, it, it, they're pushing pure violence and socialism, communism. Uh, they let America burn for two years, call it peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. uh, that is not. Uh, they used to have a you know, a law against communism, mm -hmm. and now they're pushing communistic agendas. Mm -hmm. This is not what it used to be. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is now time. Now time. Do you want lawlessness? Do you want the economy to continue to fall until it collapses? There's a great reset, and many people go bankrupt. They move us into a one-world government, a new world order, do you want sheer tyranny? Do you want to be controlled? Do you want to be censored? Or do you want freedom? It is now time. We've got to put the right people into office. God-fearing people. I'm Bernard Moody. I'm a veteran and a law enforcement professional. We all know that defunding the police was a bad idea. Crime, drugs, and homelessness are at an all-time high. My opponent, June Robinson, passed and supported the reckless policies that directly caused this problem. I will fight to end these policies and to work to keep our neighborhoods and families safe. I am Bernard Moody, candidate for state senate, and I ask for your vote. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.